Hi, Claire and James here. Just before we get stuck into this week's episode, we wanted to let you know the exciting news that the Midlife Reset Audit is now live. This is a first-of-its-kind personalised diagnostic tool designed for midlifers by midlifers. In just three minutes, the audit will help you pinpoint what's really holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife, and most importantly, provide tailored strategies on how to take back control. Midlife doesn't have to be a time of uncertainty. It can be an era of growth, discovery, and well-being. So to go ahead and take the audit, go to themidlifementors.com forward slash audit. Fear gets to the best of us, whether it's a fear of failure, a fear of success, or even a fear of fear. All of us have experienced fear at some point in our lives, and it can be a real stumbling block that holds us back from being truly successful and happy. Fear can't hold you back forever, though, if you don't let it. There are several ways to overcome fear, and in this episode, we're going to share our 12 tips to stop letting fear stop you. Hi, I'm James Davis. And I'm Claire Davis. We're the Midlife Mentors, here to lift a lid on how to achieve health and happiness. The balanced, no-nonsense way. And welcome to another episode of the Midlife Mentors with me, James. And me, Claire. Well, we've had a couple of weeks break. We have. We've had a two-week break. Apologies, listeners. But yeah, we just needed we some just, we wanted downtime. <laughs> Apologies, but not apologies. We just... Listen, we've been doing this for three... Over three years. Yeah, three and a bit years. So I think we had a few bigger breaks early on but we did we did seasons to start with didn't we We had season one season two and then we just like yeah yeah now we're still on season three which has been going for about a year and a half two years (laughs) but um yes so so we're back and today we are talking about 12 ways to stop letting fear stop you and we're so excited to talk about this we love this stuff we are and we think this is particularly relevant in the world at the moment because we're sensing that there's like quite a lot of fear anxiety uncertainty around mm. in the world um just you know speaking to different people speaking to clients speaking to other coaches um i think there's obviously at the moment there's there's quite a lot of what could be framed as, as negative news uh, out there My and i goodness. think it's starting to so affect much. people so much and it's a collective fear as well so one of the things we were talking about with our business coach last night on a group call was there's a real it might not even just be your fear there's you know we're energetic beings so actually we're feeling the collective energy and the collective fear or uncertainty of of everyone so um yeah but what we wanted to do is give you 12 tips 12 ways to stop letting fear stop you but 12 before, practical tips before we do that you want to say what have we been I up know, to what Claire? have we been up we've to we've had the most exciting time we actually took <laughs> some time out well, kind of yeah i we, still worked we went down to uh, the lovely seaside town of hastings so um, uk listeners might know it overseas listeners won't it's it's um, obviously where william the conqueror landed in 1066 and defeated Harold with an arrow, uh, arrow in the eye and uh, shaped modern that. Britain, I guess. It did. Because um, we so went from it's... an Anglo-Saxon to a Norman culture and laws. Um, and it's, it's very rich. There. Oh, my goodness. It's so 
pagan and witchy and it's all amazing I love it there so there's um yeah fifth Tudor Tudor 15th century Tudor buildings there and um very spirited very very amazing very energetic so um absolutely loved that and obviously went for a swim in the sea every, we did every morning saying, it's got a lovely um shingle beach but low tide you get some sand as well so every morning we get up throwing ourselves into the English channel and it's home <laughs> to the to the lot la- I think this is right the largest beach launched fishing fleet commercial fishing fleet in the UK so you see actually quite small fishing boats but they get dragged in and really out lovely. by tractors and things um, really it was, lovely it was great we had a great time down there and then we've just been i guess like throwing ourselves back into work making plans exciting plans for august and september mm, lots of plans nothing to... we can reveal yet but yes. lots stirring in the pot yeah but also for august it's my birthday month is it? Um, yes, it what is. What day's your birthday? <laughs> you did actually forget it early on I've in our relationship. I've never forgotten your oh, birthday. No, you forgot the the year. Well, I didn't know. You actually, well, you, you know. made me older. Early on, I didn't know if you were a stayer. I didn't yeah. know if you were a keeper or not. <laughs> We are going to go into the tits in a minute. We're just having a bit of banter, clearly. But um, yeah, no, he has forgotten my birthday a few times. So yes, it's my birthday month. And August, actually, do you know what? I've made August self-care for Claire. I've, I've labelled it self... Self-Claire, you self care for self, Claire. Self-Claire. Yes, but um, I'm going to be doing lots of things that really nurture my soul. So um, that's really exciting. It's all about the balance, isn't it? We've worked super, super, super hard since eight, like early April. Um, and I just feel like because it's my birthday month and actually everyone else is on holiday, I might actually take a little bit of time for myself. I know, you should. Actually, um, that's something that really resonates. So I, we took a little break and then... We came back and we were like, okay, like, what do we want to achieve in August? And we really like sat down, planned some personal goals. We started new workout routines, taken up some new activities, um, set some new business goals. And I wrote a little post about that. It seemed to really resonate with people. It, you know, it is really good to sit every month and figure out what do I want to get from this month. Hmm. Um, so if you haven't done that yet, do do it for August. Do do it. Do do. And of course, making those decisions to go for goals, part of something you're going to come up against is the fear F that comes e from moving out of a your comfort zone. Oh, give us fear. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> so, you know, it is something that every single person um, experiences, even if they don't say that they do. Um, it's it's something that we cannot avoid. We're not, None of us are immune to fear. Um, and whether it's that fear of failure, fear of success, because that's, that's mm-hmm. one as well. We have a fear of success. What does that look like? Who might we need Ooh. to become? Scared of success. Yeah. I know. That, that is all tied into our limiting beliefs, isn't Yes, it? absolutely. It's one that, I've, um, that I work through a lot. You know, fear of success, fear of what I, what I will become, fear of being seen and heard in all of our glory. You know, it's, it's a really common one. Um, or even fearing fear you know like that there's a whole thing about you know fear is bad actually fear isn't well we're going to talk about this a little bit Mm. more but fear isn't necessarily bad it's just a signal um to you about something that needs to be looked at and needs to be um soothed and overcome i would say yeah i mean part of the reason for doing this was like you know let's be realistic here fear is going to be always a player in your life no matter what so it's about learning to dance with it and get the results you want to get because we're not we're never going to eliminate fear and we shouldn't seek to eliminate it but it's about recognizing it accepting it and then deciding how we work with it yeah and i and i would say it is it is really sad because sometimes fear can make us so inert mm. and it can be can, debilitating it can be debilitating it? it just stop us in our tracks and you know we we're going to talk about this in a little bit more but you know we over catastrophize things right so you know we're using our imagination kind of this beautiful thing we have, which is our imagination, which sets us apart as a human race, 
but we have we're using our imagination not in a very good way so we're over catastrophizing we're worrying about what could happen and that just stops us dead in our tracks for moving forward to what we deeply deserve what we deeply desire and to the fullest expansion of our soul basically so we just stay there locked in that space and then you know we might be another year down the line another two years down the line look back in 10 years time and go oh my goodness I regret not having made a move towards that further because I was paralyzed by fear yeah it's quite interesting you know it's part of our evolutionary makeup part of our, part of the reason we are where we are now in, in the world after, after centuries of evolution is because we have fear we're actually hardwired to look for what could go wrong what is the threat in the environment unfortunately you know, that doesn't always serve as well. It's good to identify potential threats and mm. things that go wrong. But we be... tend to use our imagination, as Claire said, to like then take it to the next level, next level, and look at the worst case scenario. What I want to start encouraging you to do is uh, be realistic, be open to what can go wrong, mm. you know, be open to those threats in the environment, but then like find a different way to deal with them and think about what could go right. It is never, actually, the thing we fear... It's the same with worry. It's never as bad as we think it's going to be. It's all—it's our imagination. Like James said, we're hardwired to think of the worst case scenario. So it's about actually understanding that, bringing compassion to that, right? Actually knowing that it's you're not you're not unlike everyone else. You're just exactly the same as every single person in the world never has been, right? That we're hardwired to feel fear. But actually, like James beautifully put, we can learn how to dance with it so it doesn't make us inert, so that we can experience our potential, the potential that we are here to, to, to live in. Mm. So should we crack on with these 12 tips? Uh, you will find these useful. The first one is separate, separate reality from perception. Well, I mean that we just explored that. We you know we often use our imagination to look at you know the worst case scenario. We'll, we'll make that fear. We magnify it in our minds. It can be overwhelming sometimes. But if we choose to tell a different story around it instead, and you know we actually go, oh, what's actually really going on here? Get the facts. Like try and take the emotion out of it and just look at the facts. Place them over your feelings. You know, and just write it all down. And then go, is this fear really true? Is it really founded? Or am I just over-egging it? Love that. Over-egging it. I love that phrase. Am I over-egging the pudding? Yes. That's a very British phrase, I think. (laughs) (laughs) Over-egging it. There we are. That's one for our um, international fellows. Um, Number two is identify the trigger. So we always talk about this. This is really... Awareness is where your power lies, right? We cannot change what we do not know. So understanding and recognising our triggers. Figure out what it is in a situation that triggers the fear in you. What is it that triggers that fear? Because learning how to identify that, learning when it comes up, is your first step to actually using some of the other things that we're going to talk about. So awareness is key. What is your trigger? When do you feel that fear? Is it a certain situation, a certain person, something you see on social media, whatever? Yeah, um, this is useful to identify the trigger because often like um, our fear can be quite broad. There might be a specific thing we're scared of or have a fear of, but actually, you know, what our brains, our subconscious do is just like the whole general situation is scary. So we go actually get to the bottom of what the specific thing is. If we can get to that and identify it, then we can move forward. Yes. Okay, know where fear lives in your body. And I love this because um, fear will often have a physical result. Um, We can feel it physically in our body. It affects different people in different ways. So identify where fear lives for you. And it might, depending on what the fear is, different fears might live in different places in your body. It might take the form of just a feeling of unease. It might be um, a feeling of like nausea, uncomfortable stomach. It might be an actual physical pain. 
Um, you can start to identify where that fear is. There's a few things you can do. If it's like a pain or something, you can do stretches in that area. You can do movement in that area. The other thing you can do is like psychological exercise. You can visualize it. You can visualize where that pain is in your body. Give it a color. Give it a shape. And then move it out of your body. This is something we do with yeah. clients. Well. Actually, move it out of your body and throw it away. Yeah, I use this a lot when I when I coach clients. It's it actually it separates you from the fear. That's the most important thing. We think the fear is us, um, and it can really feel like it's really personally attached to us. But actually, we can separate the true self, the real self, the real story from the fear. So, like James said, what we do is actually ask clients to kind of give it a shape, give it a color. Um, make it smaller, move it, move it outside your body, and then actually recognise that it's not part of you, and that you are completely in control and completely capable of throwing that away and just getting it out of you. So that separation is really, really important. Number four, love this one mm. as always. Practice gratitude, right? So again, fear can't exist so much when you are in a place of gratitude. That again, they're opposing states. You can't be in gratitude and fear at the same time. So just creating a release from that fear at that time is really important. This is just a technique. You can go, oh my goodness, I'm feeling that fear again. I'm going to go into a state of gratitude. So write down one to two, three things. At one to three things that you are thankful for. Um, it doesn't matter how big or small. It could also, what I would say, is try and actually be grateful for how far you've come. Mm-hmm. Right, so that could be a really, really good way of soothing that fear is be really grateful for the things that you have in your life, but recognize how far you've come and be grateful for those because it is a real, it's a real shift in mindset which really helps in time overcome fear. Um, another one is listen to your inner voice. I love yeah. this. So this is quite interesting. We all have an internal dialogue, and often that internal dialogue will be very critical slash hypercritical, right? We, we speak to ourselves in a way we wouldn't Nasty. speak to a friend, even to a stranger. Um, so just uh, just challenge that, because we often think, oh, that voice is us, and we don't question it. But it's not us. It's separate. We are allowed to question it. So monitor your inner conversation. Just go, oh, do I really want to be saying that to myself, about myself? Then remind yourself to speak positively about yourself. Remind yourself of your strengths. That's what Claire just said there. Remind yourself of good things. Linked with this is also um, listening to your gut. So, um, you know, if we go into the, the physiology of this, our gut biomes uh, where produce most of our neurotransmitters, which directly influence our mood, which is now, you know, we can look with science and go, wow, our mood is actually heavily influenced, if not almost entirely, by the content of our, of our gut. Nuts. Therefore, we've had this ex- you know, expression for centuries about listen to your gut, listen to your intuition. This is where it's coming from. So start to try and tune in to that feeling in your gut. It's just such a thing. I find this so wonderful that we, we know this stuff scientifically now as well because we have been told to cut off from that gut feeling, that gut instinct. That's not real. That doesn't exist. You know, that intuition. But my goodness, you know, now it's kind of been scientifically proven that we do have a gut feeling, that we do have an intuition and connecting back to that and trusting yourself and knowing that it's safe to listen to that, that you do know that inside you intuitively, instinctively, there is something about you that does know. And that is about coming back into contact with that. It's about reconnecting with that and actually... And, yeah, knowing that that is part of who you are. Yeah, love that one. Um, it's me, isn't it? It's the next your one. turn. It's my one. We just looked at each other. I was like, <laughs> is it me or is it not? Um, so, another one is create a new association. What's the best outcome? So, 
This is a really, really important thing to do. Like, remind yourself that the feeling and this moment, the feeling of fear and the, the moment of fear will pass. What we tend to do, again, is we create the association and build up and over-catastrophize that association of the fear of what could go wrong in that situation if I took that step forward. But actually, what we fail to ask ourselves, and this is the switch, is focus on the positive outcome of the situation, right? Not what could go wrong, fear-based, but what could go right. Love pay, like coming from a, a place of love, like excitement of adventure. So actually switching the perception around that and creating a new association, instead of just going for the fear of what could go wrong, think about what could go right. Mm, love that one, love that one. Related to that, it starts to look at the glass half full, right? This again is, is mm. now backed by research from the field of positive psychology. People who expect better outcomes in life, who are optimists, experience better outcomes in life. So to be very clear, it doesn't mean that bad things aren't going to happen, but they're also more able to deal with them. They're more resilient for them. So you want to start switching to that more positive state of mind. So here's one thing you can do. If you have got a recurring negative or fearful thought, just focus on that one thought and work on reversing it. Like just turn it to a positive. Over time then, you're embedding that to a habit. And the more you can practice, like anything, Mm. practice makes perfect. Consistency wins the day. Just start to practice that positive thinking. Just catch yourself. Go, oh, I'm having a negative thought there. Do I want that negative thought? No. Well, let's turn it around. Absolutely. Repetition is mastery. We said that a lot yesterday to someone. (laughs) Um, so this is a funny little one. Well, which it was, in, I, it was in our boxing class, wasn't it? It was in you our just boxing kept class. Punching me on the nose and saying, is <laughs> <laughs> I have to say this. I'm so proud. I won the burpee challenge out of everyone. Oh, so you got to go first. No, when you were fresh. I so, was at the end look, of eight rounds. Look, a poor loser. It's it's uh, you're being a sore loser, it right? I did. I won out of everyone the burpee challenge. <laughs> I won out of everyone. everyone. <laughs> the guy actually said, "Oh my goodness, we've got a right competitive one here." I was like, "Yep." Yeah. Um, so the next one is inc- this is a funny one, right? But it will work to actually take the power out of the fear, right? Mm. Increase the fear. What do, what do we mean by that? That's just a weird one, right? Increase the fear. So actually some level, a level of fear is good. Sometimes we can, um, which is really important to say actually, sometimes we can f- confuse fear with excitement. Mm. Sometimes they're actually, what you can do, again, it's about switching perceptions. Think about, hang on a minute, that, that feels like fear, but actually is it a little bit like excitement? Because they go hand in hand, right? So I just wanted to say that. That's not one of the tips, by the way. I'm going a bit off piece. <laughs> the other one is like increase the fear. So, okay, what we mean by this is take it to extremes, right? If, if you could take this fear, double, double it, double it, mm. double it again, double it again. Where, how extreme and ridiculous could you make that fear look? Exactly. How extreme and ridiculous you make it look? And then it kind of becomes a little bit humorous. Because you realise just how much you can, with your imagination, over-catastrophise this. And actually, it's about bringing lightness to the situation. It's about taking the power out of it. So just have a little play around with that one. Um, Double it, double it, double it. And go, actually, that's just ridiculous. Look, see what my mind can do if I really let it ride. Exactly. I love that one. It's a really good one. (laughs) Um, Practice future rehearsal. Again, this is something that we do ourselves and do with our clients, which is see yourself overcoming that fear. See yourself achieving your goal. See yourself as successful. When we do this, we want to get into a state where... We obviously like focus on that future, but make it as vivid as possible. We want to engage as many of the senses. Again, you know, um, MRI scans show that our, our, our neural pathways light up in the same way, whether we're having an actual experience or we're imagining. If we can make that imagination rich enough, 
So really, um, when you're when you're seeing yourself, experiencing yourself in the future, you know, think about the sights, the sounds, the smells, the touches, how you hold yourself, how people are reacting to you, and most of all, think about the emotion you're feeling of having achieved your goal, overcoming that fear. Love that one. Um, this is a really sweet one. Um, number ten, have a safe space, like a mental safe space as well, where you can go to, where you can retreat to, that is is only yours if you can. James is about to make a joke here. He's laughing. What what were you about to say? No, no. no but it's probably best he doesn't say what he was about to say. But I saw a little smirk come across his face. Have a safe space and a safe mental space. Now this can help soothe when you're going into that kind of slight panic and overwhelm of fear and you feel like it's really really overcoming you it's really really helpful to go to a place that might make you feel a bit safer a bit soothed it could be um going to um you know being outside being in nature it could be a room it could be it could be anything and also i would add to this actually having a ritual that you do that kind of soothes your subconscious mind, soothes that fear. So it could be, you know, it could be when you feel that fear and you're triggered, going and having like a certain ritual that you know helps soothe you. It could be something like doing a little bit of a guided visualisation. It could be writing out some affirmations. It could be um, pulling an oracle card, for example, which is what I do sometimes to soothe myself. It could be it could be anything. It could be some tapping, some EFT. Anything, like a little ritual to start soothing yourself, but doing it in a safe environment when you can't be disturbed, where you can just get yourself grounded and connected back to the truth of who you really are. Love that one. Um, start getting used to taking mm. measured risks. So this isn't about going out and doing crazy stuff and you know, anything that's dangerous to, to yourself or to others. But you know, if you are finding yourself hesitant to, to take risks in life that you know will actually help you grow and move forward, just practice taking small steps. Take those little risks. Uh, and then over time, that will build your confidence to take more risks and get used to that feeling of taking risks. It will help you overcome the fear of taking those steps forward. Absolutely. You grow in self-belief and self-trust as well. Like, in, in it, that's really, really powerful. Taking taking action as well. It's like taking risks, taking action, some small steps towards your goal. Um, embrace uncertainty. I love this. Uh, so the final one, number 12, is embracing uncertainty. The the thing we can be sure about, every one of us, that can be, we can all be sure that nothing is certain. I know. That nothing is certain. We cannot, we can create a level of routine in our life and perceived safety, right? But the truth of the matter is, we can never be certain about anything because life can change, anything can change in an instant. We saw this a couple of years ago with the pandemic, right? Everything changed in a moment, in an instant, pretty much. And we all had to adapt. And guess what? We adapted because we are adaptable beings. All of us are adaptable. So embracing uncertainty actually takes away that level of fear, knowing that you are adaptable, you are resilient, you can respond to change, and knowing that, you know, it's it's always going to be slightly uncomfortable when there's uncertainty, when you're going towards something that you're not sure about, something that you've never had before, a goal, a dream. You know that there's some uncertainty around that, but knowing that you... You cannot be, we always say, you cannot be comfortable and grow at the same time. They're two opposing states. So embracing that uncertainty, embracing being uncomfortable helps you know that, you know, soothe that fear, basically. And knowing, just again, I'll just say, you are resilient. We are all resilient. We can embrace uncertainty and always look back, actually. Look back at what you've done in the last few years. Look back at all the times when you were uncertain, 
And now you're looking at the way forward and thinking, I'm uncertain again, I've got this fear around it, but you've done it before. So remind yourself of all those times you felt uncertain, felt the fear, but did it anyway, and it worked out. You were resilient, you made your way through it. It really helps soothe that fear. So those are our 12 tips. And actually, you know, these are things that we, we use ourselves and use our clients. It, like we said at the beginning, like fear is a natural reaction. We all experience yeah. it. And it's about accept, accepting that fear, but learning how to, to dance with it. We all so have that fear. That yeah, we all have that fear. You know, like um, even the other day, there was something I'm thinking, oh my goodness, I shared it with James. I'm like, I've got real fear around this. I'm not sure it's the right way forward. And, you know, like James said, we do practice these things. It, they're really, really powerful. But some might resonate, some might not. Take what you want, leave what you don't want. Um, and let us know how you found this one. We've really enjoyed it. It's been yeah. really great. It's been actually quite helpful I think to have a couple of weeks off and then come back really rejuvenated so um, let us know if there's any topics you would like us to cover as always you can email us at team at themidlifementors.com yeah join our free Facebook community the Midlife Mentors community Um, loads of people in there it's got really active now so that's going really really well gorgeous and yeah just wishing you a great week and we'll see you on the next episode yes we will see you next week we'll keep it up this time lots of love bye You've been listening to The Midlife Mentors with Claire and James Davis. We'd love to hear from you. So drop us a line at info at themidlifementors.com with any questions or topic suggestions. And make sure you join us on our Facebook page and YouTube channel. You can find us under The Midlife Mentors. Yeah. Thanks so much for listening to this episode and don't forget to take the Midlife Reset Audit now to receive personalised insights into what's holding you back from living your healthiest, happiest midlife. So go ahead and take the audit now at themidlifementors.com forward slash audit.